5 Minutes with Phil, a daily devotion for people on the go. Brought to you by Tabor Church. Welcome back to the podcast. This is 5 Minutes with Phil. All right, I hope everybody had a great weekend and uh, are now ready to start the week anew and refreshed and ready to hit the ground running. So today we are going to well continue in the big questions, but the big question in the section that we're going to enter into this week is talking about the existence of evil, right? So here's the, the common... Uh, militant atheist line is that, um, you know, when they talk about, you know, God and the existence of God, they say, is, is he willing to prevent evil but not able? Then he is impotent. Is he able but not willing? Then he's malevolent. Is he both able and willing? Then why is there evil? If there is a God and he is all good and all powerful, then such atrocities as Hitler's murder of six million Jews never would have happened, right? So what do we get? We get this evil concept, you know, evil exists, and it's really, I mean, I think everybody uses Hitler, um, and and Hitler's evil, (laughs) but how do we know what's evil unless we know what is good, right? And this is the really where where we're going to get into that here in a second. But so let's talk about evil for a second. Evil is the absence or privation of something good, right? So think about that for a second. So um, this says rot, for example, can exist, can only exist as long as a tree exists, right? Tooth decay can only exist as long as a tooth exists. Rust on a car. Uh, decaying carcass illustrate the same exact point. Evil exists as a corruption of something good. It is a privation and does not have essence by itself. This is from Norman Geisler, and uh, he tells us that evil is like a wound in an arm or moth holes in a garment. It exists only in another, but not in itself. So when we think about evil and the existence of it, it's saying that there has, you know, evil doesn't exist by itself. So God didn't create evil. God didn't say, all right, well, I'm going to have to have a balance here, like a yin and a yang. Um, Eastern philosophy says that there's always going to be that opposite pole. So you, if you're going to have something good, then you have to have something evil. And, and, and it means that there's going to be that push and pull, that yin-yang, that, that kind of uh, that balance in the universe. And so, but just thinking about that, like, why does evil have to exist? I mean, so we only know what real evil is by understanding what real good is. And this is where we're going to talk um, today, then, about why evil exists. So... When we think about bringing out the Hitler argument, and then Hitler did all these things, well, how did we know at the time that the things Hitler was doing were evil? Well, we looked at it, and it was an understanding that there were people he was murdering. You're like, okay, so there is our standard. There's got to be then this moral compass. Where does the moral compass come from? 
Uh, C.S. Lewis uh, talks a lot about this in Mere Christianity, about that the existence of, of the moral compass is the points directly back to God. So the, the reality is that it's important to distinguish evil from good unless one has an infinite reference point that is absolutely good. Otherwise, one is like a person on a boat or sea on a cloudy night without a compass. So the infinite reference point for distinguishing good from evil can be found only in the person of God, for God alone can exhaust the definition of absolutely good. If God does not exist, then there is no moral absolute, by which one has the right to judge something or someone as being evil. So more specifically, if God does not exist, there is no ultimate basis to judge. For example, again, the crimes of Hitler. So seen in this light, the reality of evil actually requires the existence of God rather than disproves it. So think about moral absolutes. Think about morality in general. Where does it come from? Is it, has it been a construct of uh, society, of our cultures, of our communities? Or is it bigger than that? Is there that moral compass that actually tells us that there is an ultimate good? And if there is an ultimate good, that means there's also, there's probably going to be things that are happening in the world that are an ultimate evil. And we see that when God creates, he creates perfect. And we see when the things fall apart, that it's humanity that causes it. It's not God. Now you say, well, God knows everything, right, but God's not going to control everything. This is not God's intent. God's not like, hey, I'm going to just turn everybody into a robot because it's going to make things so much easier. He's like, I've got to let them live. And that's what he does. And this is the where we find ourselves, where even as followers of Jesus today, we're, we're split between this. Like inside of us, we still have some sometimes evil intent. And sometimes we are battling over our sinful nature. And we can say, praise be to God that Jesus has done something about the problem of sin, of corruption, of evil. So wrestle with that today. Um, we're going to continue talking about some of these issues of, of evil and, and the existence of it and and it's just a way to start with the talk of morality and God being a moral absolute. All right, everybody, take care, and we will uh, be back again tomorrow.